I, I had joined. Recording in progress. All right, All what's right, up, everyone? It's a new episode of Sports Harder. And uh, yeah, we have a, we lot, have of a lot of breaking, breaking news, news that literally just happened a couple minutes ago. We can't wait to talk about it. First, we're gonna everyone has opened. I host Maddie Lukewarm Ice. I got the, the uh, awesome uh, reindeer here. Rocking yeah. it out. Ready, you know. You know. I wish I had a new sweater like every 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 week, but you know the the twelve sweaters of Christmas of four mice. But I don't have that many. But as always, my co-host for the evening is Chris the What up? And you know we liked Larry so much that we had to bring him back again for this week. You know he wanted to brag about how well he did with his picks last week. So get back and back, let him shout out. Oh, it's going, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I got like a, a good nickname for you. Like, you I mean, know. we're showing off, so I guess I should show off your, your viewers, you know, the, the dope Christmas shirts. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah, you didn't get the memo, man. Like, you, what, what, what's going on? We're in a dope shirt. It's NBA Jam with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. Come on now. That's legit right there. He's kicking it old school. That's what that is. <laughs> like Christmas, everything. Like no, no, I don't get, I, I'm not bowling in a fucking Christmas sweater. It's just not happening. I feel that though. I feel that way. Humbug. Yeah, I, I am. But uh, I, I, I am. We got a lot of stuff to cover, and we're just gonna jump right into it. Just a couple minutes ago, Urban Meyer, the head coach of the Jaguars. Uh, this coming after reports earlier today of Kicker saying that Ron Meyer hit him in the leg uh, during practice. So, uh, I think now that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back that finally ownership was like, all right, we're not winning. Cause causing all this bad publicity. You gotta, you gotta go. go. So, Urban Meyer out the door now. He goes back to college. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's he's just another Nick Saban, like amazing in college, couldn't do shit in the pros, went back to college. I couldn't have said that better myself. I mean, it, when you look at Urban Meyer, his track record in college, I mean, what he did with Utah, then when he, you know, what he, who was he with Florida? Is that what it was? Yeah, he went to Florida with Tim Tebow. You know, yeah, he had the Gators. I mean, he's had some, which we need, you know, I know you guys do your pound key, Earl, Earl Time is still not signed, but how come we aren't doing a pound key 30 for 30 on that Florida Gator team? I mean, you got Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Cam Newton. I mean, you got literally a preacher, you know, it, a quarterback and a team of drug dealers and gamblers and murderers and all this stuff. We need a 30 for 30 on that, but and then, then yeah, you got Tim Tebow that doesn't swear. I was gonna say he's like the holy <laughs> child, so like he yeah. did he cancel out everything that they did just because he was so like perfect, like they would just go to him and be like, oh. right? Like, uh, but didn't they? So I was reading that actually as you we were getting on, I was watching some highlights from, from basketball, but yeah, Urban Meyer, the kicker, saying he got what he kicked him in the leg back yeah. in August. It was former kicker Josh yeah. Lambo. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean do you, that if you could learn to make a field goal, you probably wouldn't have got kicked in the leg, let's be honest here, dude. Um, <laughs> well, if the team <laughs> would actually get him close enough to be able to kick a field goal. Fair enough. But, I mean, I feel like Urban Meyer Urban has been nothing but bad publicity since he got there. I mean, I didn't hate Tebow coming in. I know the league responded differently than that. I mean, it wasn't like it was Tebow's choice. I mean, he had the option, obviously. Um, but he brought, I mean, then the strip club stuff that all happened. And, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised he made it this far. <laughs> well, I mean, Saban, you guys, compared it to that, I mean, pretty sure Saban at least made it a year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he like, made it a full year as the Browns head coach, <laughs> which which is horrible, man. You, you, you I thought really... he was a Dolphins. Wasn't the Dolphins? Dolphins yeah, I think he was a Dolphin. He was the Dolphins guy, but he he also he didn't have a much better team in Miami though. It might might as well went to Cleveland. <laughs> but he ended oh, up. Uh, it was Bill Belichick that was Cleveland. That was Cleveland. Sorry. Yeah, he ended up picking um. What Dante Culpepper or whatever? He was like a huge bust. They had like the number one pick, and they brought him in. It was just like terrible. I thought Culpepper didn't he go to my or he did go to Miami, then went to Minnesota and lit it up in Minnesota, then finished off in Detroit, right? Yeah, he lit it up in Minnesota because he had Randy Moss and freaking uh, Chris Carter. Chris Carter, yeah. It's kind of easy when you have two Hall of Famer wide receivers that you're throwing to. Yes. I mean. Yes. 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 Just throw the throw the ball up. Yeah, exactly. Like out there somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he could probably close his eyes like this and throw it. Look, I'm not saying I can play in the NFL, but I know I could throw a ball to those guys and help the kid something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so um, Urban Meyer. Meyer I, the only he probably did probably right, right before the was, team was. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, you know, yeah, I think if they get some people around, around him and he could be, he could be a, a good quarterback, quarterback in the NFL. So, so that, that was like the right. only right thing he did he while there. he was there. Like I said, he had the, um, I don't think it was a strip club, but he went to a club and then a college girl was like grinding on him for Urban Meyer. And, you know, he had that. And then, of course, you know, if you're losing, they kind of don't put up with that stuff. Like he had a little bit of a better record than they might have, you know, been a little bit lenient with. You're not James Harden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, then the kicker coming out and saying that, like I said, I think it was kind of the last draw. So it'll be interesting to see if college teams still want him or if going to take time and wait before coming back. Um, I mean, Urban Meyer was set in the NFL. He, or not the NFL, sorry, in college. And he was the one that wanted him to step down because of health issues. And then after a year, a year, he was like, oh, well, I'll just go to the NFL. So um, it'll be interesting to see how much of a risk a college team is going to take or want to take by, by taking him. Uh, and, and like me and Chris were talking about before we uh, got you on. I don't. It. I don't hate that. I mean, they. they uh, he could probably turn that organization around. But well, they, well, they have, already have a winning culture, though. It's not like he's going in there and they're like awful. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure they finished like they're six six in the ranks this year. So I mean, you know, he'd be you know, going he'd be going into a good situation, which would be ideal after what happened in his stint in the NFL. I mean, going into a losing team in college, I think would kind of damper on a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, but I don't know what Jacksonville was expecting. I don't know why they thought 
possibly have a winning year or do well in his first year. If you go to a team like that, it's going to be rebuilding for a while. I I just don't know what the ownership was expecting when when that happened. They were expecting to actually have good publicity. (laughs) (laughs) They were expecting good publicity. They had the number one pick, the heir apparent to Peyton Manning, uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, they had Travis Etienne, who was a beast and played with Trevor Lawrence. And then they had this rookie coach who comes out of college. You know, okay, we don't expect you to actually win a Super Bowl this year, but we expect you to build a team and actually have great publicity, you know, be the face of the franchise, show what, what Urban Meyer's all about. Well, he showed what Urban Meyer's all about. And that was kind of sad. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of, of Minshew Mania. I mean, the dude, I mean, you see that mustache. I mean, come on. You know, looking like Uncle Rico throwing the ball over the mountains over there, but <laughs> he he could have he had so many opportunities. Not, I mean, and it's not like Jacksonville has been getting blown out in a lot of games. They've had a lot a lot of close games this year. They just haven't been able to pull it out. But that's one thing you do when you have a rookie quarterback who, you know, you manage. He could throw four picks in a game and you lose by three points. It's just an incredible stat line. Where, you know, you throw for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, and then you throw four picks and you lose by three is, is a wild stat. But he, he didn't bring anybody really that could play with Trevor Lawrence. You know, you go get this quarterback, you know, you have a, a decent offense, but you mean that Leonard Fournette walks, you know, you don't have a, a decent backup. You don't have a great O-line. You don't have very many people to throw the ball to. Your defense is playing horrible. I mean, the last time Jacksonville looked good was, uh, what was it, Fournette and the dude before Minshew that came in. Was I can't even think of his name. Blake uh, Bortles. Blake Bortles. Yeah, I wanted to say Bowles, but that's the wrong guy. But they looked great that year. And then all the – And, like, all these people on the they just started trading people, and I don't, I don't understand what happened to Jacksonville. I don't know what the culture was, and then Urban Meyer didn't really help the culture at all down there. I mean, I get it's Florida, but dude, dude, don't embrace point, the Florida man. At one point, their defense had Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, and Calais Campbell. Like, like, that is a stacked-ass defense. Yeah. Like, you're getting after the quarterback, so the quarterback doesn't really have time to throw, and then you've got guys that are just covered. <laughs> yeah. Boye, I don't think, was that – I think he was great in Jacksonville. When he came to Denver, he didn't really do much. And Since he's been out of Denver, he still hasn't done anything. But, you know, well, there's Ramsey, reason for that. Denver tried to make him a CB1, and he's not a CB1. He's a CB2. Which is wild. They wanted him to be the number one when you had Chris Harris, who, I mean, arguably was the number one cornerback in the league for most of the time he played with Denver. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you bring, you know, he's gone to San Diego and he's a nickel corner, which is wild to me that he's a nickel corner. I mean, the dude had one of the best stat. Like, I think uh, the year that they let him go, he gave up two touchdowns all year and they both came to Antonio Brown in the same game. And, and that's a hard person to discover, at least when he was like in his prime. So, yeah, it, it was wild. I don't know what happened with Jacksonville, but Urban Meyer out of the league, that's, that's, I figured he would have maybe made it a year, but I'm, I'm not surprised he didn't. If, so, if, we go, if we go back to the first uh, episode of the NFL season, 
like, like when, when we announced, like we're like, hey, Urban Meyer is going to be the coach for Jacksonville. I think you and I made bets on how long he would actually last. Yeah, we. I think I said last year. And I said half the season. I was like, he'll be out by by half by week eight, week nine. He made it to 15, so... Hey, look at him, look at him, look at him. But, uh, so, so, so stick with the uh, NFL, uh, uh, we can uh, talk about uh, uh, I guess the NBA, not really much, except for the NBA, and we'll cover that, we'll cover that very quickly, but uh, sticking uh, with the NFL, Andrew Hopkins out for the regular season with his knee injury, Hopeful, hopeful. I, people who are, who are listening and not looking on YouTube, I've added that in quotation marks. Hopeful, be back, be back for the playoffs. Um, um so, I've, so I posted on our uh, Facebook, Facebook page, page to try to get, try some, get some reactions, reactions get some comments from people, people to see how, how they felt about the chances of our Cardinals, uh, either still winning the division or even getting the number one seed. Um, Kind of talking talk about, about that. that. I mean, I mean it does involve both with the Rams and their, their game against them on Monday night. Um, the Rams getting a huge win out without Daryl Sanderson, without Tyler Um, So, I, you know, the Rams, you know, looking good in that game. And now, being out. The Rams are set on ESPN. They have a one percent chance of getting the number one seed in the NFC. The Packers now have the best chance in the box. So I guess I guess for you guys, I feel like it's Packers, Bucks, or Cardinals. Still one of one of you know one of one of those still have a chance. Like especially with DeAndre Hopkins injury, which sucks. He's on my my fantasy team, so that was that was great news today. Yeah, I had him in four of my five leagues, so that was that was all great. Yeah, that's no um, point. I had you know, him in mine. Yeah, it's, it was, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of sat there. I was like, really? Like, this is how you're going to do it, dude? Like, you've been hurt half the season? Like, come on, man. Uh, it's wild at the NFC when you look at records. Like, how can Arizona not be the number one seed? I mean, they've only lost three games. Uh, the Packers – you know, I, last week I talked about how good their defense was, and then they played on Sunday, and there wasn't defense at all. I mean, it, it took them a minute to get going. Uh, Rodgers does Rodgers things. Tampa is starting. I think Tampa's actually starting to look good. Their offense is starting to get back to form and how they were playing last year. I, I think the NFC just got a whole lot tighter with the Rams pulling that off. Like you said, I mean, you, you miss, you're missing a lot of guys on that team. And, and, they, and, and not, not it's not like, oh, yeah, like if, if we could maybe win without this guy. You were missing starters, or huge starters on both sides of the ball. And just, I mean, there was that corner, that rookie corner, whatever, something or that was playing that Murray was trying to attack all game. He was, he got beat on a couple plays as expected. I mean, he looked, he was guarding, he was guarding AJ Green, who was always been quietly good, um, you know, and then trying to stick with Hopkins. I mean, he played a great game. I, I, I would have to say out of the four teams, I don't think the Rams uh, could will be able to finish. It kind of comes up to the next couple of games here, but I think that it would probably be the Bucks in my opinion because they're just starting to play – they're playing playoff ball right now. They understand, and Brady 
it's Brady time. It's just what he does. He knows when it's time to win, and he knows if he doesn't play well, that if their team does not play the way they need to play, they're not going to go to the playoffs. And so he let a fire under him. I don't know if he had Giselle come in and give a pep talk and buy them all, you know, food and stuff. I mean, uh, I always make the joke because I don't know if you guys know, but Giselle is worth way more than Tom is. And so – well, that's why he stayed with uh, the Patriots for so long, getting paid so little, because yeah. he didn't need to make the money yeah. with her. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why would you? So, but uh, I think the Bucks are going to take it personally. I think they have the best chance of taking number one. Um, I think the Cardinals might fall to number two, number three, but we'll see how, how it plays out. You, you think the Packers are going to take over though? Because right now, it's Packers at the first first round by They're number one right now. And it's the Bucks to the Cardinals. Yeah, because the Packers play the Ravens on Sunday, right? Yeah. It's a schedule. The Packers are playing the Ravens. I can't remember who the Bucks are playing. Uh, they, all of them have pretty tough teams. The Packers, I think, are probably guaranteed a win. If Lamar, if Lamar Jackson, Jackson doesn't play, the Bucks and are playing the Saints. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's an easy win. Uh, I mean, it's a division game. It is a division game. And Taysom Hill, I got. I love the guy. I think Taysom Hill is awesome. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL, um, mainly because he's from here. Uh, he played here, and so I, I root for the Utah boys. But they're just shut up, Siri. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What are you doing? Get out of here. Uh, I think it's going to come down for the Packers. I think a lot of it's going to be settled this week on who's going to take over and kind of the pace of the rest of the year because if Lamar doesn't play, I'm pretty sure the Packers' defense is going to eat up Huntley. And that's that's going to be game over. Uh, you know, the the only thing the Bucks got to worry about is stopping Kamara and Mark Ingram. I mean, I know Taysom Hill is that threat where he can catch, he can run, he can pass, he can kind of do, I mean, any any position on the field, really, you know, all three sides of the ball. So this week will be huge. The Rams, I think, are going to finish strong. I mean, especially winning how they won last week. And I, I think they'll come out, but I think like this week, who's going to take over? Um, okay. I'm going to chime in. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Oh! <gasps> We very don't much do that so. on this show. Very, 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 very much so. You said that the you said that the Bucks were coming into their own. They're playing the Bills. They were up at halftime, twenty-seven to three. They had intercepted Josh Allen three times, and then they're just like, "Oh, oh we got this game in the bag, nonchalant." And in the last six minutes of the game. Josh Josh Allen Allen comes out and freaking scores scores 24 points. Keep in mind, though, I said the Bucks' offense. Their offense, (laughs) but their their defense is what really helped them. But their their defense is what helped them win the Super Bowl last year. They had an amazing defense. And their defense to just come out and, like, lay a fucking egg the way they did against the Bills? Like, the Bills have not been the Bills of last year at all. Josh Allen is inconsistent. He looks like Derek Carr. It's terrible. And for him to come out after throwing three picks to turn around and score 21 points in six minutes and take the, take, take the game to overtime, and then the Bills, the Bills defense kind of fell apart on a really long pass. The first target of the game in 
he catches and scores. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah it, was it was amazing. But, but that, that showed, showed me that no matter how good Tom Brady is, that Bucks defense is their their source spot. They have a they have an amazing defense on paper. Yes, but they're giving up a lot of points. I think they're like twentieth in points given up. This year, this like, year, that's like, not that's good. Not they good. were they fifth were last year. Last year. Yeah. So, so, like, their like defense their is their Achilles, Achilles heel. heel. If their, defense, if their doesn't defense doesn't do anything, anything I, I, I don't I see don't them see beating them the Packers, Packers this year. I don't see them beating the Rams this year. Matt Stafford is on an absolute tear. Like, Matt Stafford looks good. He looked good in the Lions, but he played for the fucking Lions. Like, let's be real. Now he's playing for winning. Yeah, that that was all he had. And then Calvin Johnson retires because he didn't want to play for the Lions anymore and they wouldn't get rid of him. They wouldn't let him out. But I think the Packers go number one. I think the Bucks go number two. I think Arizona is now in the Rams. I think now I think the Rams. That that win gave them so much confidence. Because they they got their asses handed to them last time they played the the Cardinals, like that wasn't even a game. And this game they showed up. They had they had six sacks total on Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, arguably the fastest quarterback in the freaking game. Like, I mean, you did call it though. I'll give you that. I'll give you praise. You said Aaron Donald will get three sacks, and he did. So yeah. I mean, it, it took till the very last play to get the third one, but <laughs> he still got it. He still got it. Like yep. so. You know, and I mean, he was after Kyler Murray. Like he, that whole defense was after Kyler Murray. And like watching DeAndre Hopkins get shut down the way he did by like not Jalen Ramsey, that that proved that Jalen Ramsey isn't necessarily needed in that defense. Like he's the he's the centerpiece. Him and Aaron Donald are the centerpieces for that defense. However, that defense can play without Jalen Ramsey. It won't be able to play without Aaron Donald. But it can but play, play without Jay. Jay. Shut down DeAndre Hopkins. Like, yeah. like watching him actually drop passes, that was weird because that dude does not drop passes, like, ever. I think he has, like, I think it was the first drop of the season, and I think he has less than 10 in his entire career. So, seeing that, and then seeing the final, seeing that play where. He's in the end zone, and there was three freaking Rams players right there, and it went through. Like, it went through one of the guy's hands. It was actually in his hands, and the other Rams guy freaking knocked it out of his hand. I was like, come on, dude. You just broke up an interception. Like, same team. Same team. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, I guess I'm sure there's guys Yeah, I got eight minutes left. Yeah. Um, I guess now is the thing have to upgrade and buy pro to be able to do meetings like this. Um, which is weird because it's always, always been free, so are they just trying to like get money now or something? Or something? Or like, like, do you guys, do you guys know me? Or... Oh, I got a Ring Central, dude. Ring Central is free. Do as long as you need to. And it lets you record it more, like, uh, like this well. as well. Yep. Yeah. 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 Use it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I need to do that thing. It's just weird. I've never known Zoom to be like any like, like 
We need to start charging now. Did you did you, did you know, know about, about that, Chris? Chris? Nope. That's so weird. So I guess we'll take. We still got seven left over singles to go over the time, and then we'll house splice together or something. Um, but um. Real quick, I wanted to point this out because I thought it was pretty cool. And I missed Chris about this when I saw it the other day. So, Pop is like 450 yards or so away from breaking the time receptions yards for a season. It would be Calvin Johnson's record. Same quarterback. Yeah, which, yeah, which is, crazy is crazy because it was set with Stafford. Stafford. So, so I think that I think actually says a lot about Stafford, Stafford. That, <laughs> that, that he's able, he's able to lead two receivers to the all-time record. Because I think they said he had to average like 100 yards a game going forward. Even if he doesn't get him to get second place, Matt Stafford still has thrown to first and second place. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Matt Stafford, I've always said it, even when he was with Detroit, is a very underrated quarterback. If you look yep. at the yep. list of people who've thrown over 5,000 yards, Matt Stafford's on that list three separate times. <laughs> and he I mean, is. It's and he's seen game seasons. Like, he's, he's on a list with, with Drew Brees. I think, I think Peyton, or I think it's Drew Brees. I think Tom's on that list, or Dan Marino, one of the two. And Matt Stafford is at like three of the top five names on that list. And granted, those two of those I believe came with Calvin, but what's what's wild is is you actually get him into a team. Like I, for anybody to say the Rams are going to be a good team with Matthew with Matthew Stafford, you've always been smoking crack. That dude can he's super underrated. I mean, look what he's done with nobody in Detroit to what he's doing when he's got a plethora of people to throw the ball to. I mean, I think, you got, I think a better way to look at it is Jared Goff actually looked good with the Rams most of the time. Yes. Yes. Matt Stafford looked good with the Lions. They swapped places. Jared Goff looks like garbage with the Lions. Matt Stafford is doing the same thing he did in, in Detroit. I mean, it, I, I, I didn't think Odell was going to be much of a factor because he hasn't done much all season, and he's on a three-game touchdown streak. Uh, which has been awesome. And I didn't think Odell was going to come back. I mean, uh, granted, he hasn't been good since Eli. And now with the way he played last week, he was making – I mean, he was coming out of his routes. It, Odell looked like Odell of young Odell, uh, you know, Odell of old last you know, against the Cardinals. You needed that. I mean, you as a Rams fan, you needed somebody to take that off of Cooper Cup. And, you, I mean, who are you going to double-team? And if you notice on one of the plays they were down in the red zone, Arizona's defense really tightened up and said, we're going to double cup and make you throw to somebody else. And that's where Van Jefferson, being as young as he is, really struggles in the red zone and getting open. I mean, you get him on a deep route, he's going to burn you. You know, he's, he's like a Marquise Brown. They go deep, you can't cover him. Tyree Kill, you know. Uh, so that's a big thing with Odell stepping up. You know, Robert Woods going down, who is, you know, a really big red zone target. And, you know, but throughout the game, you can kind of see defenses just breaking down of, like, who do we cover now? Do we go to, do we go to Jefferson? Do we go to Cup? Do we go to Odell? Uh, you know, it's who, do, who are we going after? I mean, and, and Sony Michelle had a game. It, it, was, it, was, it was amazing to see the Rams play the way that they should be playing all year. They should be – 
I personally believe the Rams should be the number one team in the NFL. I think they should be an undefeated team. They've had a couple games where it's like, how did you not win these? How did you lose? But the Jacksonville game, I think, gave them the confidence. It's a get-right game. You know, you played your peewee team. You played a rookie coach, rookie, you know, rookie quarterback. And then you come in and beat the number one team in the NFL. I'm not going to say I agree with Chris because he wanted to disagree with me, but he, he could be on to something. And I think this week is a huge week for those top four teams and how they can finish out. But with – with the Rams playing the way they played against Arizona, if they can do that for the rest of the season, I don't think anybody can stop the Rams. I just I just don't see it. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, we were able to play so well without some of our top guys. Especially on the defense, I was like, screwed. But the defense had four turnovers. Like, they I just need to throw one thing out there. Matt Stafford, I'm saying this, Matthew Stafford is a leaps and bounds better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Who said otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, ju- I'm just saying it because people think Baker Mayfield's like this amazing quarterback, and he's not. He's commercials. He forces the ball so much. And the reason that they won so much without Odell is because he wasn't forcing the ball to Odell. Matt Stafford doesn't have to force it to Odell. He's like, hey, I got Cooper Cup over here. Oh, wait, Odell's open. Gone. <laughs> With the Baker thing, Baker, when he came into the league, his rookie year was one of the most aggressive quarterbacks, if not the most aggressive quarterback in the red zone his first year in. Then the second year, you can kind of see him, you know, not taking as much risks. He wasn't as aggressive. And I think now they're trying to push him, like, dude, you got to be more aggressive. So he starts forcing the ball. He's, that's why he's got a lot of turnovers this year. That's why he's not playing as well, because I think they're trying to force him. Like, you, you need to be more aggressive. And that's not necessarily an approach you need to take with, 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 with players. I get the aggression, you know, let's go for it on fourth down, let's QB sneak it here. But I don't think Baker has the mentality to be pushed like that. Of, you know, you need to do this. He's kind of the young kid, so it's like, I'm not doing what you tell me to do. That's, that's, this is my team, I'm going to do what I want, and then you can kind of see what's been happening in, in, in Cleveland. Last year, Cleveland looked like one of the best teams in the NFL, and this year you don't – they're pretty much back to where they were before. They win a couple games, they lose six. So – well, we got uh, a minute left, minute left so uh, <laughs> I'm going to take like, a break and stop it here, uh, and we'll stop it, stop it on the audio as well, and then when we get everything like reset up, then we can uh, get the audio going again uh, for, for everything. So, uh, all those who are watching and listening, just give us a second, and we'll uh, be back in a flash. Recording stopped. Weird. Alrighty, guys. We're, uh, we're back. We're back. We got everything all set up again. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, this uh, done the right way. Get everything all spliced and diced and all that jazz. 
getting everything ready. Um, but, uh, uh, last, last, last off, we were just talking about uh, the top teams in the NFC. Uh, uh, we kind of wrap that up, and we can kind of move on to um, just all the ball real quick, because there's only one major thing in that. No, there's something there's that something actually that went really, really, really viral, viral today, today and well, yesterday, yesterday and today, today that we didn't, that we didn't cover. cover. And that was Dion Sanders, Sanders coaching, coaching the school he's going. I can't remember what the hell it was. Texas. Jackson State. Yeah, yeah, Jackson State. Yeah, Jackson State. Stole, stole the number one, number one high school high prospect school from Florida, Florida State. State. Like, yeah, yeah, the number one C B C B Yeah. Just that's insane. No, I mean you are right, that's crazy. I mean they did win their title in whatever division that they're in and it was like the first time they've won it in like forever. So I mean who knows? Slowly but surely he'll probably be teaching like one of the top big name colleges here pretty soon. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, how many uh, draft picks have come out of Jackson, Jackson State, State in comparison to Florida, Florida State? State? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's but true. Florida, Florida hasn't been looking that good ever since uh, Jimbo or whatever left. How many people, though, get the opportunity to play for Deion Sanders? That's prime. It's prime time, baby. <laughs> You tell me right now. So if Dion called you up and said, "Hey, I want you to come play. I want you to come play ball for me," you wouldn't go to that. No, because I'm fat and old. My knees yeah. can't handle it. But yeah, but no, you in, in my prime, like going out absolutely. Style, in my prime, hell yes, dude. Just to meet Dion Sanders would be cool as hell because he's just a he's an all around nice guy. He's uh, well, sure. <laughs> Well, you sure. can he can run. He can run, run. I can't say why that's on the air, but you know, he can run. Yeah, one of my favorite videos of him of all time. Like, <laughs> oh my days! All right, well, moving on to the NBA news. Like I said, it's going to be very short and brief, but um, have to mention it just because anytime a record is broken, you have to throw that out there. So. Uh, Steph Curry has now become the like most scoring three-pointer in NBA history. Um, and I feel like that record is going to be unbreakable just because he's still got a lot of time to play and a lot more threes to make. So um, he broke uh, – it was uh, Ray Allen, right? It broke his record. And uh, Ray Allen was at the game when he broke it. And – um, someone else was there too. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Miller, Reggie Miller. There you go. Yeah, they were all there, and they, um, you know, all congratulated him and stuff like that, and uh, you know, took photos after the game. So Steph Curry then afterwards, of course, saying that he is the greatest three-point shooter of all time because now he has that record. Um. I guess, you know, when it when it comes to that, two things. Like, one, do you feel that he's the GOAT when it comes to three-pointers? And two, like, is the record ever going to be broken by anybody else, like, in the future? No. It, it won't. I mean, it, it won't be broken. If it, it was broken, I mean, Ray Allen's record stood for years. I mean, the dude's been out of the league for, what, six, seven years? I mean, that's – which is impressive. I mean, that it got beat so quick, but – 
you know, it'll be a long time because of one, like you said, Steph, he's, he's only been in the league for a few years. He's still got a lot of basketball left to play, probably about 10 years if he really wanted to. Um, he, I mean, I said it last week, I feel Steph is a very overrated player. And, I mean, Chris even said he lives and dies by the three. As for the greatest three-point shooter of all time, absolutely, he is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. When you beat a record like that, it that's incredible. And you look at his numbers, what he's done in the season, putting what almost seven hundred threes in a season. The dude, it, when it comes to three pointers, there's there's nobody else I would trust with the ball on the three point line than than him. Maybe Clay Thompson, you know, pre ACL. They're on the but, same team. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it, yeah. So I would say he's the goat, and I don't think that record will be broken for a very long time. I'll let you know when I break it on 2K, my player. So. <laughs> Already done. <laughs> you know, I did that uh, one season. Right? Yeah, it was easy. I set all the computer stats to zero and all my stats to 100. It was whatever. Yeah, you just rain threes all day. I mean, That's all they do. Full court shots, they go in. Yeah, I, I totally get that. No, uh, um... What do you? Th- how do you feel about that? He, he's the best three-point shooter ever, and he's—if you look at it—he's actually like he beat Ray Allen's record. But Ray Allen was—he's a, a smooth shooter. He really was. He's fun to watch. But Steph Curry did it in about—I think it was like a thousand less three-point shots. Than Ray Allen did, so I mean it was, it was historical like that he actually did it. You know, it, it's insane. The only thing that was strange to me about it was how long it took. He was like six six threes away. It took him three games to hit six threes, which really made me kind of laugh. I was like, dude, it's like a first quarter game well, for you. What do you mean? I mean, it took you six to three. When you get to quarter? when you get to that point though, that's more like pressure you know i think you know once you finally break the record then you're kind of more relaxed you know when you're shooting because it's not as much on you like the home run record like you know when uh mcguire and Sosa were doing it i remember the 30 for 30 it was such a great 30 for 30 it's like one of the best i've ever seen where they personally interviewed both of them about the home run race and they said like it caused so much stress in their lives it was like ridiculous like so you know i i can understand the same thing even just with uh basketball you know just having it be um you know hey you only got to make three more or hey you only need to make one more you just you just feel like you know the pressure immensely that he'll probably continue to go off you know the next couple games probably now that all that pressure is off of him yeah probably i agree uh, I know. Yeah, you, I will you, say I don't. I don't want to see LeBron James break the points record. I don't want to see it. it it'll. It'll happen. I, I don't know if it will. Like he's getting old as shit. Like you're watching. Yeah. Like dude, he twisted his ankle on a freaking layup tonight. <laughs> he didn't land on anybody. He just twisted his ankle and fell to the ground crying. Well, yeah, you stub your toe, they freak out. But, it, I mean, you see him up there in the air floating at 40 years old, and he's still getting up like that. Um, that that was a wild game. I actually caught the last, like, six minutes of that Laker game tonight, and that rookie Austin Reeves coming out, and he was, what, five for six on the three, hit the game winner in overtime. 
Um, there has been a lot of good games that happened today. Uh, I know you wanted to mention just the one for Steph Curry breaking the record, which is definitely going to be mentioned. But uh, was it Anthony Edwards out there in uh, Minnesota or something like that? Uh, Youngest guy to shoot 10 threes in a game. Yeah, uh, franchise record. Uh, franchise record. Fastest player or the second yeah. youngest player to hit 2,000 points. Um, even that game, the the OKC game, uh, I think it was uh, Shea Alexander hits this. He hits a just a, just hits this bank shot three. He got caught reaching. Um, they didn't call a foul. He hits the three point shot with 1.4 seconds left. New Orleans gets the ball. 65 footer off the bank goes in, and Oklahoma ends up losing. And I mean, that's just heartbreaking when you and anybody who watches sports when there's time on the clock, the game's never over. And it, it happened. It happened a few times tonight where I was just, I couldn't believe it. You know, there's a lot of good basketball on tonight. And, you know, there's a lot of up-and-coming stars. Even Cleveland. Cleveland right now, they're a very young team. They're kind of like OKC, but they're fifth seed in the East right now, and which is very weird to think about it when they were the worst team in the NBA the last two, three seasons. Well, since LeBron left, they've been the worst team in the NBA, and now they're the fifth seed in the East. So that's, that's something to watch out for, too. Yeah, oh, East that sucks, sucks this year. <laughs> no, they don't. Shut your mouth. Yeah, they do. The East the Bulls and the Nets are the only two teams that are actually doing anything. Yeah, and one of those is my team, so that's why I said shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but they're the only two that are doing anything. Well, it, that's it. The, what's weird is how close the Bulls and the Nets are. When you've got the firepower on Brooklyn that they have, you've got Harden and Durant. Um, you know, you got Blake Griffin, which which was awesome. I'm going to throw this out there. So when Blake Griffin came to Brooklyn uh, on one of the apps I used to bet on, it was a uh, plus twenty five hundred odds that Blake Griffin would get a dunk with with the Brooklyn Nets, and so I've gotten a lot of trouble because I put a hundred dollars on that bet. And my wife's like, "I can't believe you just spent a hundred dollars on that." And I said, "I'll make it back. Don't worry." And twenty minutes later, the game started. Blake Griffin gets a dunk, and I was like, "Winner, wrap it up." That's it. Like, Money. The easiest bet I ever made, man. Of like Blake Griffin getting a dunk. You just, of course he's going to get a dunk. That's what he does. That's all he's ever been able to do. He can't shoot the ball. He can only dunk the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, that's, uh, that's his go-to. So, yeah, that I would have made that bet if I would have known that was a thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's, the Bulls, that's a soccer bet. <laughs> the Bulls are just a weird team. They – Zach Levine, I, I, I – well – I think Zach Levine deserves better. I know you're a Bulls fan, and I know you probably love Zach Levine as most of the people who watch the NBA do. I mean, the kid is incredible, and I, I think that they, they're finally starting to get some talent around him. Granted, it is Lonzo Ball has been the biggest acquisition for them. But I, I don't think know, DeRozan. I think DeRozan was a bigger acquisition. Yeah, huge. DeRozan, yeah, I forgot DeRozan played for Chicago. So I, I think that it's a, the Bulls are finally starting to get players around Levine that they can actually, you know, win games with. But we'll see how they – how things kind of pan out by the end of the year because I don't think – I think if they go spend all this money and Chicago still can't make the playoffs or even win in the playoffs, I think Levine might leave. I think he's kind of on that uh, on that aspect of staying or leaving right now. He's on the line of flirting with it. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, I think we'll easily get out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, but then going forward after that, once you start playing, you know, the Bucks or Brooklyn, then it's going to be a little bit harder in a six-game series. Um, you know, we've already beaten Brooklyn twice so far this season. So, you know, never say never. But, yeah, when it comes to the playoffs, those are – Different mindsets, different ways of playing. You know, regular season, I don't think Brooklyn minds losing a couple games to the Bulls. So, you know, it's just yeah. one of those things. Once the playoffs start, then they're like, okay, well, now we care. So, um, NBA has always been like that. You know, that's why LeBron every year doesn't care what seed they are. He's just like, as long as we get in, like, we'll be able to win it. So, you know. Except for last year. Yeah. yeah, except for last year, yeah. Um, all right, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on unless anybody else has, uh, some other sports major news that they want to cover or anything like that. If not, we'll move into our, uh, top five, bottom five in the NFL. Rookie, Rudy Gobert today having some posters, so I don't know if you watch the Jazz games or not, but he looked, he just looked, he's just good. The Stifle Tower, man. <laughs> that is true. So speaking oh, of the Jazz, two quick things that I forgot to bring up. I'll have to do that after you say what you said. I just looked at our page and it reminded me. Yeah, speaking of the Jazz, our new the Jazz new CEO is Danny Ainge. So he's really? back in Utah, Mister BYU, Mister Attitude. Yeah, failed Celtics uh, coach. Yeah, failed Celtics GM. He's the CEO <laughs> for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> And, and I'll say, like, so I, I watched part of the game while I was bowling, like, and I looked up and I watched this play where Gobert goes up for a rebound and comes back down, doesn't even touch the other center, the center that they're playing against, the Clippers center, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, Dude drops to the ground holding his throat like, like Gobert elbowed him in the throat. I'm like, Gobert didn't even touch you. Like Gobert weighs 150 pounds soaking wet at seven foot four, seven foot two, whatever. Like that dude is a string bean. Why are people acting like he like he beat the shit out of him? Like that dude probably couldn't throw a punch to save his life. They're all going for Oscars, dude. Right? It's annoying as hell to watch. It's like I get it if you like we're going against Shaq or Dwight Howard or Blake Griffin or Marcus Aldridge, but. You're going, You're going against, against Rudy Gobert. Gobert. You're going against You're Steph Curry. At seven foot. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant, I guess, would be the best example to get a comparison for, for size-wise. Yeah. yeah, it's true. They're about the same. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, uh, two things I forgot to mention real quick, uh, just because I looked at our Facebook page, and that always helps remind me when I forget about these things. Uh, quick shout-out for our Fantasy Football League. Uh, Chris obviously has a number one seed, so he gets a buy. So hopefully your team doesn't do real good this week because you are going to waste it on a buy if they do. Um, I picked up some good waiver wire, guys. So. And then uh, Paul... Uh, Uh, most Funko Pops uh, is uh, the other 
Uh, so he gets a bye as well. Um, and then, uh, so the first round matchups we'll actually playing is uh, my lovely wife, the Lobster Wranglers, uh, versus the uh, Going down, Nico. He's going against uh, Archer, your brother. Yeah, yeah, it's my brother. Is that Nico Parasso? Yes. Oh my! What a small world. So uh, he the two-time defending champ on the Utah Blaze. And I don't know if you know or not, Larry, but we actually have a fancy football like WWE that you win, and it's like it's like legit. I paid like two hundred bucks for it. So um, we give it to the winner. They keep it until the beginning of the season, and then they give it back to me. Um, so you don't let them keep it for the whole season, huh? You don't let them just keep it for the whole season. No, no, because I want to make sure that I, I get it back. So I just always get it back when the season starts again, like right before the draft. Um, uh, Utah Blaze, even though he's in the playoffs, uh, he did notify me that he's not playing next year. Um, this is the first year that he's backing out. So, Larry, we do have an open five if you want to try to get this um, awesome championship belt. Uh, yeah, I'll come take it for you guys. It's mine it's this year. Mine. You guys do buy-ins? Is there money league? No, 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 we don't have buy-ins or anything. Right on. Yeah, I'll come take your belt. That's cool. <laughs> do we? Uh, do we still have the the last place prize? Or do we uh, have sacco. What? Not the sacco. <laughs> but I love that damn show. I actually just finished that show. Yeah, dude, I watch it like six times a year because it's just hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Wait, it's not the last place uh, oh, thing. We need to get it this year because you're going to have it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a so, tiny toilet. <laughs> it's, oh, so, it's so hard to send that to some people because a lot of the last place teams, they, they uh, don't like do anything to kind of give up. I think I need to replace like three people in our league this year. So um, I have a lot of spots to need filled. So Larry, if you know anybody, you know, you don't know, and, uh, they can definitely join me. I, I don't actually play. So, well, I'll play until until I can anymore. Exactly. And I want people like that. So um, if you know anyone, just definitely let them know and tell them about the bell. It's a really cool prize, I feel like. So, um, but yeah, good luck to everyone this coming week, other than Chris, because he's going to buy, and Paul, he's going to buy. Um, but hopefully, my lovely wife will uh, win the title and keep the belt in the family. So that would be, be nice. That's pretty <laughs> dope. I plays. You both were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I said I've already beat her this year, so it don't matter. She was so mad when I did, too, because I beat her bad. It wasn't even close. I think it was like 140 to like 90. Oh, my God, dude. That's a, that's rude. That's a, that's how you get a domestic. That's what that is. Well, that was at the beginning of the year. I had Tyler Lockett on my team, and he was going off for like 150 yards and three yeah. touchdowns like tore it up yeah we uh i finally got my wife one year to play i was like babe i just need one more person just just play with me just just get in the league let's play she has no idea what she's doing she's like how do i draft players and like 
like, I was like, well, you I just got like, to you know, hit the button. You got to just pick whoever you want. And so like, I'm trying to explain to her as I'm like, you know, next in line trying to figure out who I want. And, uh, yeah, she lost one game all year. And she ended up winning. She won the whole league. And she's like, I don't want to play anymore. This is too easy. And I said, you know what? I don't want you to play. Yeah. Um, my wife, uh, Mel, she uh, – she made it to the finals last year. Um, she lost to Nico, so Nico became the double champ. So, um, so, so yeah. So uh, she wants to uh, get back to that championship game again. And she had no idea, like your wife, she had no idea at first. She's been playing for about three years now with me, and um, she's like super duper competitive with it now. It's kind of ridiculous. It's awesome. It's <laughs> so, awesome though. So, uh, so yeah, again, good luck to everyone. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, the funny part is, like, I didn't make it into the playoffs in this in my own league, but I did a random one this year just to do it, and I'm, like, first place, and I've only lost, like, two games. So it was just like, yeah, figures. Like, I don't even make the playoffs in my own. But um, the other thing I wanted to mention, since we're going into football and doing our top five, bottom five, uh, quick announcement from – uh, Raider Nation over in Vegas. Uh, they announced that 2024 that the Super Bowl will be played in their arena. Um, so Raiders, you guys get your you gotta get your act together and get good enough to play a home Super Bowl game. <laughs> That's hilarious. The Raiders in the Super Bowl. That's funny. Oh man. <laughs> so. We'll I'll see. Throw down, I'll throw it down right now. The, the Raiders will win Super Bowl 58. Is that the 2024? Huh? Is that the 2024? Yeah. Or just that's, that's three years. Three years. Do you want to? Are we putting money on this? Is this like a money thing? Or are you just calling it out? Because I'm more than willing to put money on this. So you're wrong. So just because I have a just because I have a dime piece right next to me. I will hold on to this one dime. Well, if my kids don't find it, I will hold on to this one dime for three years. If the Raiders make it, I will give you this dime. <laughs> I don't know why it's down here, but I, I have it sitting right next to me. So it's either that or this uh, half-burnt can- this candle that's gone. So. <laughs> oh, my days. Well, a dime, a dime is on the line, so we will make yeah, it yeah. official. Yeah. Boom. Official. Um, so, uh, just wanted to do that quick shout out for that. Um, so, top five, bottom five, very interesting for this week. Um, you know, I think bottom five here lately is going to be staying the same. Uh, top five has kind of always been changing around a lot here lately. Um, so, uh, Chris, let's start off with the bottom five from you. Number five, absolute worst team in the NFL. Is not the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the Lions. Surprise! Oh, big surprise! Big surprise! Um, yeah, they 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 got blown the hell out by Denver. They played a great game. <laughs> they got blown the hell out. Like, oh, they officially got eliminated. Yep, they are officially eliminated. They had to win out and had to have a whole bunch of other shit happen. But they had to win out, and they lost, so they're out. Um, number four, four 
It has got to be the Houston Texans. They're just garbage. They don't even look good. They look good in one game. One against the Tennessee Titans. The other game they won, they didn't look good in. They just snuck out. Um, so they're a shit team. Um, they're, they're just a shit team. Um, number three, Jacksonville Jaguars. Number four, Uh, let's see the Jets and number five this may surprise you guys a little bit I'm hoping that they can turn the season around and win out and have a shot at the playoffs but the way they're playing right now the Raiders are the fifth worst team in the NFL Oh, damn, put your own team in there. Yeah. Dude, they're they're playing like guard. They're averaging 15 points a game. Like, their defense is giving up 30 points a game. We went from being a top 15 defense to, I think, we're 27th over the course of five weeks. Like, that's fucking terrible. That hurts my heart. It really does being a fan. But Derek Carr is inconsistent. Like, I can't count how many times Deshaun Jackson's been open and he doesn't throw the damn ball. He just checks down. Our coaching is horrendous. And our defense, the only bright spot, really is Max Crosby, Yannick Yadokwe are getting to quarterbacks. They're actually getting back there when they're not being held. And Casey Hayward has not given up a touchdown all season. He's been an amazing corner. He's given up 430 yards total. He has locked people down. That's the bright spot of our team. Josh Jacobs isn't going to rush for 1,000 yards because our offensive line sucks. In the last game that we played against the Chiefs, Alex Leatherwood and Gabe Jackson both had PFF grades of under two. Two, not 20, not 200, two. Alex Leatherwood had a zero PFF grade. Our offensive line sucks. And that's why Derek Carr has been inconsistent. They're doo doo. They're doo doo. And that's why I'm putting them as the fifth worst team in the NFL. All right, fair enough. All right, Larry, I'm going to steal the spotlight from you and I'm going to go next. Save the best for last for you. Because uh, mine will go by pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> mine will go by pretty quick. So it's pretty easy because there's four teams that are officially eliminated. So they have to be the worst. Uh, so the fifth worst is uh, Detroit. Detroit Lions is the worst team, of course, because they're 111 and 1. <laughs> After that, uh, I would agree Houston, they would be next. They're officially eliminated. The Jacksonville, because they're officially eliminated. Uh, the Jets, because they're officially eliminated. Um, and then after that, it's kind of hard. It's kind of a toss-up. Um, you know, you could put the Giants in there. You could put the Bears in there. Um, I think I'm going to put the Giants, though, just because they, they, they don't have anything going for them right now. So I'll put Giants. 
two games out of winning the division. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. what's terrible. Since you uh, got to go last, now you get the uh, luxury of going first with the uh, top five teams. surprising um all right i'll uh, i'll go next then with that uh number five man um i'm gonna have to agree and have the uh the patriots there at number five um you know they they're just doing everything right now right right now and they're getting coached very well obviously bill belichick probably win coach of the year um so <laughs> mac jones is you know controlling the game, which is what, you know, that's what Belichick's always wanted. So, you know, he's doing exactly the Patriot way, according to Bill Belichick. Um, number number four, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx my team or anything because they, you know, they've been up and down this year. I don't, I don't know if I want to really put them there or not but I think I think I might put the Rams at four you know coming off a, a big win against the Cardinals and we got some momentum we got the Seahawks next so you know uh we'll, we'll see with that but um the Rams have kind of always been on either my number five or just on the outside so 
Uh, number three, I would have to put the Cardinals. I'm sorry, but they dropped down after everything that's going on. Um, you know, Murray had all that time off, and I guess he cooled off. He was on a hot streak looking like maybe MVP, and then got injured, took some time off, and then, you know. <laughs> You're working on it, Matt. You're working on it. You'll get there. <laughs> and then uh, number number two, I would put uh, the Bucks. Um and then number one, I would put the Packers. So, uh, like we said, NFC will be a close race, uh, you know, it looks like this year coming down the stretch. So um, everyone's like one game out of each other or, or tied. So uh, these every game matters in December is definitely the mantra for, for right now. <laughs> All right, your top five, Chris. Uh, number five. I mean, no, but just as bad. I'm putting the Chiefs. Oh, that's right. The Chiefs have been doing good. I probably should have put them in instead of my team. Yeah. This week or tomorrow is going to determine, like, if they actually stay there. Because the Chargers already beat them. You know, and they beat them in Arrowhead. Now they're playing in L.A. So that that's going to be a big determining factor as to whether or not the Chiefs really did turn that corner. You know, can they shut down the Chargers? If they can't, you know, they, they probably won't win the division at that point. I think the Chargers win the division. And a bit, a bit, I hate saying that. But, yeah, Chiefs, I'd put number five. Number four, I'd actually put Arizona. Um, number three, I put the Rams because of the beatdown that the Rams put on Arizona. Like, the Rams came out and proved that, you know, they're the team to actually beat in the NFC West. Like, it's not – it was Arizona in the beginning of the year, but it's not anymore. It's get past that Rams defense. Like, good luck. Um, I think the only team that can really put a beatdown on the Rams – and that's if they have everybody healthy and they fight hard, I guess. I don't know. Would be the Packers. Like, that's it. I don't think anybody else could beat the Rams right now. Um, number two, the Bucks. I hate saying that because I fucking hate Tom Brady. I hate him with a passion, but I have respect for him. The guy's amazing. He's playing 44 years old. He's 44 years old and throwing the ball with more velocity than he ever has in his entire career. Like, it's insane to watch him play. Like, I'm 40, dude, and I can't do that. I go throw the ball like five times my arm hurts. Like, hell no. Yeah, just picking the ball up, I threw my back out. <laughs> my knees are popping going down the stairs to even go outside. Like, Tom Brady is – he's a beast. Still wouldn't put him as the GOAT, but he's the beast. Um, and number one, Packers. They, they are the team to beat in the NFL right now. Like, yeah, they've lost a couple games, but they lost like a division game. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Rams. Like, yeah, it's freaking Aaron Rodgers, who's now 40 or he's 39. And he looks just as good as Tom Brady. 
Yeah, and speaking of age, too, since you were throwing that out there, uh, quick shout-out to uh, Andrew uh, Whitworth, the uh, first uh, 40-year-old offensive line starter since, like, I think they said it was, like, 1930 or some crazy crap like that. Like, so. When they all still had day jobs. (laughs) He's, He's a beast, though. Like, as many starts as he's had and and playing just as good at 40, he's a beast. I really wanted him to win the Super Bowl when we played the Patriots just so he could retire with a ring because I felt like he deserved it. Um, I get it this year. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody was rooting for the Rams except Patriots fans. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, cool. Well, now – we get to do our picks of the week, NFL picks of the week. Just hold up the dime that you're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. See, you, I said you're going to lose it. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, oh, you oh, found it. <laughs> <laughs> it's shiny. All righty. I, I bet it would reflect that flashlight really well. Well, uh, shout out to Larry. Uh, he only got. Uh, Oh, damn, it reflects off of that thing really well. Um, Larry only got one pick wrong uh, last week. It was the uh, Ravens game, and they actually almost came back and won that. (laughs) That's the crazy part. They got the onside kick, and I was like, holy hell. They have the best kicker in the NFL. All they they have to do is make, like, two completions, and they could kick a winning field goal. Or just let him kick a 65-yarder. He already kicked 66 this year. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's what I'm saying, like. They, they could have easily won that, but Browns almost choked it away, but didn't. So one one incorrect one for Larry. Sorry, Larry. Um, but uh, So you, you can't have the bragging rights that Matt and I both have. We've actually picked a perfect week before. Yeah, we have, yeah. That's um, <laughs> only happened once for me and twice for Matt. But. Yeah, I have been done it one time. Yeah, so uh, with that being said, um, I. Uh, well, we. <laughs> no, you're way behind because you didn't start from week one. <laughs> Just we'll just add them in with it. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's start uh, then. So since I'm behind, I get to start with the uh, the first uh, the first pick for this week for the Thursday night matchup. And Chris already kind of mentioned it before. Uh, let me take a look here. Like I said, I always like to look at the the records. Hang on one second. Seven and six Chargers. No. And- no. Eight and five, eight oh, and five eight and Chargers, five? eight and five That's Chargers, amazing. nine and four Chiefs. In LA. In LA, yep. Um, 
Yes, I get the first pick. Uh, I am going to go with the Chiefs on this one. They still have a lot of momentum, I feel, and they kind of want to make up for what Chris said with the the beatdown that happened the first time against them. So they got a little bit of motivation. Since Larry, like, destroyed us last week, I'll go next. Um, The question is, can the Chiefs defense stop Austin Eckler? Like, Austin Eckler has been on a tear this season. Like, he just runs everybody over. That being said, I I still think the Chiefs take this. So, they go on the the points you've made with Chiefs defense. One thing to keep in mind in the last three games, the Chiefs defense was helping the only nine points, which, granted, one was to do a shitty Denver offense. Austin Eckler is playing phenomenal. As far as stopping him, Austin is his biggest problem because he is like number two, I believe, for most fumbles by running back this year, if not number one. But I'm going to do guys, I'm taking Justin Herbert. I'm going to take that Chiefs defense, and uh, I think that they can put up points. I think they can, they can put up points against Kansas City, and it's going to go back to the shootout. It's going to be a field goal. Fair enough. All right, what's our next matchup? It's a Saturday, Saturday game. It is oh, yeah, we have a doubleheader. Yeah, we have got two Saturday games this week. So it's the Las Vegas Raiders and the missing 18 players, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Browns at seven and six, Raiders at six and seven. So uh, Larry had the last pick, so he goes first. I just don't even want to pick this game because I want to pick the Raiders, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I really have no idea. Uh, yeah, we're going. We're going with Las Vegas. The Raiders. Whenever you pick them, you have to do it that way. Here they go. The Raiders. Raiders. That's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. All right, Chris, you're next. All right, Matt, your pick. No, you're next. Because I go last. Okay, I'll take it. I don't care. Uh, I am going to go with the Browns. Uh, I'm going to use this as my upset and take the Raiders because Baker Mayfield's out, Jarvis Landry's out, like uh, John Johnson, Troy Hill. Huh? Is it really an upset because of the record? Is that why? Yeah. Simply because of the record. Upset, Raiders take this game. All right. Up next, we've got the Colts and the steamrolling Patriots right now. Patriots 10-4, Colts 7-6. Colts coming off of their bye. Colts coming back from – didn't they start 0-3? Yeah. 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 They have, like, like you said earlier this year, like, I think it was like two or three weeks ago, they're like, they're a sleeper pick. Like, they could make the playoffs. They could actually turn their season around. And they freaking have. So I get to pick first on this. This one's tough, man. It, it really is because the Colts, 
are doing great, but the Patriots are on that freaking win streak, man. And the Patriots are a good team. Like, the only reason that I didn't have them at number five was because of the Chiefs. Like, well, let's be real. Like, if the Patriots play the Chiefs right now, the Chiefs would win. But I'm going to take the Patriots in this. Now they're Jonathan Taylor. He's a defensive tackle for uh, the Washington football team. <laughs> you putting this as a? No. Oh, wow. All right. I'm going to say, uh, is it the guy? It's the false lippy. But yeah, let's go. That'll be my upset. Oh, he's going to do it. Upset alert. Upset alert. So angry. I want an upset. <laughs> All right. I convinced him. I did it. I was like, come on. Come on. You know you want it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is a hard one, like you said. I feel like both teams have momentum. Both teams are feeling confident. They, you know, won the the Colts defense has been has been good too. You know, can they, they stop fifty six runs? <laughs> I I mean, maybe they can get some turnovers. Um, gosh, playing in Indy as well. They're playing in Indy. I'm actually going to go with the Colts as well. Damn. I do want to say this too, though, about the Colts. The quarterback comparison. Carson Wentz has to make the playoffs to make money for the This bonus is right off his way with his record and the second games. So I feel like that's why the Colts have the edge simply because he had something that's a play for. Yeah, trying to make the playoffs, that always helps. That's always good incentive. <laughs> that was a was it wasn't the trade a conditional pick to where if he if they make the playoffs the Colts give up their first round pick if they don't make the playoffs it's a second round pick I think it was something like that. Just for making the playoffs. Yep. All right. Up next. Huh. No, nope, I'm staying with the Patriots. I think they win it out. I think they do it. Um, next game up. The shitty Steelers, as you put them, against the Tennessee Titans. Six, six, and one Steelers, nine, and four Titans. Which, for a long time this season, the Titans were looking like number one until Derrick Henry went down. Um, I'm still going to go with the Titans. Uh, I still think they'll, they'll take it. Cause, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the Steelers are kind of just, they don't have much going on for them. And the Titans are trying to, you know, get a first round buy as well. So. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans as well. 
We all take the Titans. Clean sweep of the Titans. All right. Here's another interesting game because neither team are playing like they should. With the Panthers and the Bills. Oh, wow. So the seven and six Bills versus the five and eight Panthers. Yep, you're up. He forgot. same reasons <laughs> yeah the Panthers only have CMC and like he's not playing as well as he did a couple years ago I thought he was done for the season is he done for the season oh, Jesus no okay Bills <laughs> yep. just keep it in his hands like We'll tear it up. All right, up next, Eagles and Washington. Neither one of these teams are going to get a freaking wild card. They're just not good enough. I think they're both six and seven. Uh, yeah, where where are they? I don't know why I'm not seeing them. There they are. You are correct. They're both they're both six and seven. And I go first on this one. Both the teams have been have shown promise. They've both shown that they can play with the best of teams. Like, Washington beat Tampa. Like, I don't know who the Eagles would beat. Probably would be really important. But, you know, they've been close in most of their games. But Taylor Heineke, dude, I'm on the Taylor Heineke train. I'm going to take Washington in this. That kid impresses me. Man, 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 man. Eagles have been looking good though too. They've been they've been on a on a win streak here lately and uh gosh, Washington football team kinda let me down when I picked them as my upset pick against the Cowboys, which the Cowboys nearly threw that game away, literally, with that throw, that pick six with like four minutes left. Um That was seriously a, a Dallas defense game. That's all it was. Yeah. Dallas's defense, like Bailed them out. Yeah, they they really did. Um, kind of wanted to go with the Eagles at first, but now you guys are kind of convincing me to to go with the Washington football team. So, but if you uh, go with the Eagles, that's one more point. If they win, you get closer. <laughs> you are right, or one point from not. So, <laughs> uh, golly, Ned, I'll go with the Washington football team. It's unanimous. They better freaking win. All right. Here is here's the most scintillating game of the entire week. The the two win Texans versus the two win Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, you get to pick first. Oh boy. It's gonna be a tie. It's gonna be a tie. <laughs> 
I mean, if you do that, you actually get the point if they tie instead of a half a point. I, yeah, that's true. But um, I'll, I'll go with the Jaguars. All right, I'm going to go with meeny, meeny, mine. Hey, flip that dime for me. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to take the Jaguars in this. Oh, Got let Larry pick. Oh, he went against us. Is he actually going to play? Because. All right, up next. You know what? Peyton Manning threw 28 28 interceptions in his rookie season. 28. It's true. Also true. (laughs) Yep. And he won an MVP. Yeah, he's just... Trevor Lawrence could be good eventually. All right, up next, we got the New York football giants and the Dallas Cowgirls. Nine and four Cowgirls, four and nine Giants. Dallas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not your pick. Oh, my pick? Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Is it? I think I might lock that in as the Dallas Cowboys. They will annihilate them. Cha-ching. Easy money. <laughs> well, let's be real. Mike Glennon is playing for the Giants. I mean, he had, he had like three good games with Tampa, and that's about it. And then he got paid like like millions to play for the Bears and be shitty. This is true. But I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys. The, Raider, the Raiders cut Mike Lennon for a reason. What was that? So did he play horrible and still get a bunch of money? Yeah, like uh, Nick Foles. Yeah. Yep. And now he's a third stringer behind Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. There, there's when the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, up next. We've got the worst team in the league versus what used to be the best team in the league. The Detroit Lions versus the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm going to lock this one in since it's my pick. <laughs> As the Cardinals. Cha-ching! Lock it in! I'd be so pissed if the Lions beat them. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, that's not even a question. All right, up next... We've got the, I believe, six and seven Dolphins? Or are they five and eight? Yeah, so they went from being one of the worst teams in the league to actually having a chance to make the playoffs. Versus the two-win New York Jets. Three and ten Jets. Oh, they've won three? Yeah. What? I think they won three. I think it was last week they won. No, not last week. No. Uh, one of the last. 
couple weeks. Right. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, you. You pick last. Mm, dolphins. 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 Unanimous. <laughs> All right. Here's your, your game, and you get to pick first. The seven and six Broncos against seven and six Bengals. This is a tough one because I mean I really want to take my own team, and I'm going to take my own team. But at the same time, I just I don't know what you're getting with them. Run the ball. They're one of those teams that they run the ball. They would be a very dominant offense, but Sam doesn't know how to coach. And uh, well, the whole Broncos organization has let go. But you got Joe Burrow on the other side, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Yeah, what Bengals are you getting? Yeah, can I lock this in? That's my team. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna lock the Broncos. There's a lot of other good ones you could lock in because that's gonna be a tough game. But hey, that's your that's your choice. <laughs> Matt, I'm going with the Bengals. I want to be on the podcast anymore. <laughs> You guys are so mean to me. <laughs> He's taking the donkeys. <laughs> See, the big thing is, this me, I need for the Chargers to win because if the Chargers win, that puts Denver closer to take them the division as well. But if the Chargers win, that means they have the number one in the division. Well, it's like the Chiefs that. twice. It's like me rooting for the Lions this weekend because they want them to beat the Cardinals so that way the Rams can have the top spot. No, um, I'm taking the Broncos, not because of Teddy Bridgewater. Tim Patrick is freaking legit. Like, that guy is a beast. Like, I love watching him play. He plays the part. Cortland Sutton hasn't done shit this year. Like, I, I picked him up. Just for last week to see if he would do anything. I even put him in the game. I won, but he got me zero points. Like he had one reception for eight yards. Like he's a, he's a non-factor in the game. I picked the Broncos simply because of their defense. Their defense since Von Miller left has looked astounding. Like, dude, they're shutting people down. Yeah, they look great. So that's why I picked the Broncos. Because I think they're going to shut down Joe Burrow. They won't shut down Jamar Chase and Joe Mason. But next game up, Falcons and 49ers. Six and seven Falcons, seven and six Niners. Wow, the Niners actually have a winning record now? Good Lord. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons on this one. I think they're going to come back and and I think they're going to shut down the 49ers. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt in the second quarter and be out for the rest of the season. Oh gosh, that, that's his mo. Damn, that's a safe bet. <laughs> Uh, who is it, Larry or me? Larry. Uh, I'm going to 
Ben Ryan finally gets to play against Kyle Shanahan. That is true. Uh, none of the other games feel very confident because uh, I don't. If I already used my upset pick, no. Yeah, you didn't use your lock. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think I did. None of the other ones I feel like that are available are gonna be upsets. So I'm gonna go with the Falcons and an upset pick. Upset alert! The Falcons take. Why is this next game your your upset pick? Why was the next one? The Rams. Because I don't pick against my team. <laughs> I, I know. It's sarcasm. Sarcasm. Understand oh, I didn't catch that. My bad. Sarcasm. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my go. Yeah, you're first. You picked last. And then my pick, Rams. No, your upset was the Colts. <laughs> I'm like, you already used your upset. <laughs> you were really going to take the Seahawks just to use an upset pick. I mean, this, this would be a better upset pick. We've got Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. I was thinking about that. But I, I don't know if Lamar's playing It all playing depends on if Lamar's playing. Larry, you're first. Matt? Yeah, same. Yep. Packers. <laughs> all right. Up next, the division game that we were actually talking about earlier today. That's going to be a little difficult for the Bucks because they're playing the Saints. The Saints have a stout defense. They really do. Um, I'm still going to take the Bucks on this. Yeah, Bucks. Both of you taking Bucks? All right. Last game. It's the Monday night game. We've got two shitty teams to watch. Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. Matt, your pick. Oh, Vikings all the way. Their their offense is gonna freaking blow up against the Bears. I'm taking the Vikings as well. There we go. <laughs> and that, Larry, my you friends, have to is think the about it. It's like Vikings. Week. Well, I mean, in the last three weeks, there's been 70 players across the league that have gotten COVID. Well, it'll be interesting to see the players that play or don't play. I mean, obviously, the Rams had some people that didn't play in this past game against the Cardinals, but then we've had more people on the COVID list again just this week. Um, including OBJ. So I, I I have no idea if he's even going to be playing um, this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how many players can pass protocol before then. At least you don't have 18 players and the coaches combined like the Browns do. That's insane. 
the Browns made a petition to to reschedule that game. Yeah. And the NFL denied it. That's the first pro Raider thing they've done all year. Gosh, wow. Uh, What's that? No, they said flat out, like, they, they postponed one game last year, but they postponed it three times. It was the – I think it was the Ravens-Steelers game. Yeah. And it was postponed three times, finally played on a Wednesday. And they came out – the NFL came out and said, we are not going to postpone games in 2021. If if you guys can't take care of yourselves, you guys can't get vaccinated, you guys can't, like, avoid COVID, that's on you. Like, your team's going to suffer. And if you have enough players missing, you'll forfeit the game. If you can't feel the full 53. No, because they, they can feel the full 53. So. All righty. Well, uh, wrapping things up uh, just real quick, because I don't think uh, it happened last week during the podcast. Um, so. Uh, you know, a quick thing of just, uh, you know, condolences to, uh, you know, Demarius uh, Thomas's family and everything that they're going through. Um, and with you being a Broncos fan, I know you appreciated him, uh, you know, very much so. Um, I was surprised that he was 33. I didn't think he was that young, to be honest. Um, nine years for the Broncos and one year for, I believe, the Jets. Was it Houston? I thought for sure he went to the Jets as well, huh? Um, but uh, maybe he did, and then he got traded before he even played. Maybe, but, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I'm a Raiders fan, and I hated playing against Demarius Thomas, but I had nothing but respect for that guy. That dude was a class act. Like he he was always the first guy to like. It was weird because you never really see like opposite team helping players up. And Demarius Thomas would do it all the time. Like, he would help the corner up or he'd help somebody up, like, from the other team. He didn't give a shit. Like, he was a class act. He was an amazing wide receiver. Like, I have nothing but respect for him. And it, it it's a tragedy. It is. And the, what they said he died from was, uh, like, what the speculation is, is that he had a seizure. So they're donating his brain for CTE. Yeah, and they've already said that uh, they found stuff like on the, I think, frontal lobe or something. They said that had some CTE problems. So, um, you know, it's a tragedy with someone so young at 33. Um, glad to see that the Broncos did a, a great tribute to him, having the 10 people on the field um, to start the game. Uh, Von Miller, he's a Ram, but he did wear uh, his number, 88, on his helmet, you know, to pay tribute. Uh, so, you know, um, all across the league, I think everybody, you know, uh, really paid a lot of good respect towards them. So I think it was really nice. There was a very groundbreaking news to get, and I was actually watching a video where we did Brad Marshall and Eric Decker talking about it. Um, and I, but Eric Decker actually lived with, you know, at the various Thomas's house for a couple of years while they played together. Um, 
as people being at the house, you know, keep an eye on the place where safe, but yeah, to be alone. And, you know, and wanting to be in a film is, is a very dangerous game, you know, helmet to helmet stuff. I mean, as a wide receiver for being in a, you know, in that position, I mean, you guys, they get hit almost every play. Um, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I definitely was watching that. I seen the trivia video. Uh, you know, I was, I had some tears come out for sure. I mean, it just, Seeing somebody young, but a dude that had such a huge impact on every team across the league, on players, on people, you know, fans were, you know, they were having fans talking about Marys Thomas, where they were in a restaurant, he was there. He came over and said hi to everybody, he sat down and had conversations with people. I mean, the guy was just a, a, an, incredible, an incredible human being. And so it is, it is definitely sad with somebody being, you know, that young being, he's only three years older than I am. And to have the impact in five straight years of a thousand yards, uh, which was, you know, he was great player, great person, and, and sucks he's gone. I wish he would have came back and had another year with Denver. I think that would have been pretty cool. But he did get a ring, and the way Denver honored him, and even with Detroit, I thought that was really awesome. Detroit declined the penalty and just, you know, let him play and stuff. But it, it, was, it, was a, it was a very sad, emotional day, but it was a great day. And I don't know if you guys see the picture of, uh, the Detroit fan at the Broncos game that said, uh, we're all DeMarius Thomas fans. You know, we're all Broncos fans today. And I was like, you know, that's, that's respect, man. It's, it's like, I don't know if I'd ever go to a Raider game and hold a Derek Carr sign or something. I don't, I don't know what I would do. But the fact that people like that have that respect for this player, was it's awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. Like said, so. He was a class act, man. Yeah. He really was. Definitely. So, just wanted to do that real quick and mention that just because I think it deserves to show some respect and uh, to honor him and say how, uh, you know, great A of a player, but uh, more importantly, like you guys said, uh, great uh, human being. Um, I think some people bypass over that depending on how they play, you know, but um, def definitely a, a great guy overall. So um, as always to wrap things up, we appreciate everyone listening uh, watching on YouTube. Hopefully, like we said, we're going to get everything going together properly. Uh, looks like we'll be using this uh, Ring Central going forward uh, since Zoom decided that they wanted their uh, cold hard cash. Um, but uh, as always, you can listen to us as well on audio with uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, any major podcast station that plays or has podcasts. You can search for us under Sports Harder Podcast, uh, Facebook page, Sports Harder Podcast, like it, and uh, you know, get notifications because we post stuff all the time on there when any major news stuff comes out, um, not just from our teams, but all the teams. Um, and uh, as always, we uh, wrap things up with our uh, hashtag. Oh, no, he's stopping me from hashtagging. Uh -huh. So, Larry, last week we ended and you jumped right out. You don't have to do that. We usually stay in chat for a minute after. Uh, yeah, it's just not recording. Yeah, yeah. we just... But you like bounced like right after, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, bye, Larry. <laughs> all right, so well, hit the hashtag. We, we do the hashtag as always, Earl Thomas, still not signed. Uh, you know, we'll eventually get that trending one day. Um, and then we'll have to think of a new one once he retires. We'll have to think of something.
again, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Later. Peace.